Hello and welcome back to Cinema Wellman. I'm your host, David. And it's time once again to dive into that flaming dumpster of cinema as we try to figure out which was worse. This is episode three in the series of Which Was Worse. And previously on Which Was Worse, we've ruled on Turbulent Skies versus Air Collision and Creep Van versus Bus Party to Hell. We also had a blog only that was Avalanche Sharks versus Sharks of the Corn, but there was no podcast or YouTube show for, for that, so I spared you that. <laughs> you can still read it, though. It's out there. And today, we're, we will attempt to choose the lesser of two movies from 2022 that tried to capitalize on the release of Jurassic World Dominion and Top Gun Maverick. Hard to imagine a movie being worse than Jurassic World Dominion, but we're going to take a look anyway. Uh, Once again, we're going to use the official Cinema Wellman Which Was Worse rubric, and then tally up the lowlights to determine which movie will be awarded the Flaming Dumpster Trophy. Uh, The rubric, remember, you can get anywhere from one point to negative three points. Categories are story, plot line, and script, acting, special effects, self-awareness, and overall effort. So let's take a look at our first film. It is titled Jurassic Domination. And don't think that's coincidental. Um, From 2022, as I mentioned, it is unrated. It's a whopping 85 minutes long. And it it has a 2.6 score on IMDb. Speaking of IMDb, let's go with their synopsis. When two military-made weaponized dinosaurs attack a small mountain town, it's up to the sheriff to figure out a way to stop the creatures before the dinos escape and wreak havoc nationwide. The rubric rulings. Story, plotline script, negative two. Acting, negative three. Special effects, negative three. Self-awareness, negative three. And effort, Negative two. So some brutal scores there, giving Jurassic Domination a starting point of minus 13 going into the lightning round. It'll only get worse from here. Now, each of the following indiscretions will be worth negative one point unless otherwise noted. So let's begin. First of all, the IMDb synopsis, um, I have a feeling they didn't even screen this one. There is no sheriff in the movie. And there's really no mountain town to speak of. So I can't blame them if they didn't screen this at all, but that that cost them a point. Next, the movie poster shows a gigantic, godzilla size almost, dinosaur destroying a city. As I mentioned, there's no city in the movie, and there is no dinosaur that large in the movie. Deceitful poster. Uh, They don't tell the military transport what they're transporting. So they are transporting these two killing machine dinosaurs and that they've engineered. And let's keep it a secret from the people that are driving the trucks and everything like that. That's that's a good idea. Next, the colonel appears to be about 30 years old. Now, I'm not sure that can happen. The, the average age of a colonel in the U.S. military is 45. And it's since you need to serve 22 years before being considered for the rank. And her haircut is horrendous. Bangs on bangs on bangs and and side bangs. Not a good look. Uh, Next, when things go sideways, backup is miles away. And they only used one vehicle to transport 
killer weaponized dinosaurs. Where is the convoy? There's middle school drama club quality acting in this. Uh, There were better performances at the CGS when I co-directed the school play. (laughs) Speaking of production values, or lack thereof, everyone's costume is really very ill-fitting. It looks like they just walked into the store and picked any old thing off the rack and put it on. The soldiers' uniforms don't even have their names on them. Don't soldiers' uniforms have their names on them? I think they do. And there are only four soldiers in the entire movie. How much could it have cost to put their names on the uniforms? There's going to be a minus two for that. Next, the establishing shots of the military base actually look like an Amazon warehouse. Nothing military about it. And there are also so many aerial shots, stock footage, of the Pentagon. uh, And those shots between the Amazon warehouse and the stock footage of the Pentagon makes up about a quarter of the movie's runtime. Minus two for that. The star of this is Eric Roberts, Julia's brother, if you didn't know that. He plays a sleazy general just out for financial gain. Here's one of his quotes. I don't want these things eating kindergartners on the way to school tomorrow. He also says that weaponized dinosaurs have the potential to, quote, save many American lives. How is that? All they do in this movie is kill Americans. Speaking of Eric Roberts, the first four scenes featuring star of this film, Eric Roberts, have him on the phone by himself in his office. No other characters interacting with him. His fifth and sixth scenes have him outside by himself on his cell phone. The seventh scene, the eighth scene, The ninth scene, he's back in his office on the phone by himself. He doesn't have one scene in this film that he's not on his phone by himself. He has zero scenes with any other actors. He couldn't have been on set for this more than a half a day to shoot this. Minus nine for that. One for each of Eric Roberts' scenes in this film. Next. A soldier is brought into a lab that's housing a full-grown mama dinosaur, and he doesn't notice her until he's told that they're dealing with dinosaurs. That's a minus two. He walks in, and again, there's this glass, and there's this huge dinosaur behind it. The colonel's giving him the lowdown, and, uh, you know, we're going to be dinosaurs. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I see it over there. Um, Here's here's more, more of the script for you. Aren't they just animals? No, there's so much more. This is great writing. This is, again, script writing for middle schoolers. Um, They can't control these dinosaurs. They have zero control over these dinosaurs, and yet they are going to use them as weapons. The soldiers are told, oh, one more thing, bullets don't work. And the first time that the soldiers encounter one of these things, What do they shoot? Bullets. And that soldier dies. The comical CGI in this is almost as bad as the young Robert De Niro in The Irishman. That's a movie I hated. I think this was better than The Irishman. (laughs) That should go through the rubric. Next, the score, the musical score, consists entirely of suspenseful music. 
even when there is zero suspense, and there's pretty much zero suspense throughout. And the music is constant. It does not stop. It seems to be on a loop. That's minus two. Have you seen those Halloween dinosaur costumes that are kind of inflatable? That's what the dinosaurs look like in this movie. (laughs) The only weapon they have needs five seconds to recharge itself after firing. And it's in the early stages of development. And that's what they're going to use. And the first time they use it, it kills one of the dinosaurs. And they were supposed to take the dinosaurs alive. They send a total of four soldiers to capture these two killing machine weaponized dinosaurs. Wouldn't you send, I don't know, who would Gary Oldman send? Everyone? Yeah. You can't leave this to four people. Um, A soldier sees a bloody handprint on the outside of a door and just assumes that everyone inside is dead. They don't even check. It's almost like, yeah, don't go in there. We're just assuming that everybody's dead, minus two. They actually use the clever girl line from Jurassic Park. Bitch, please. Minus two for that. The colonel has video access to everything that's going on, yet the soldiers aren't wearing cameras. How is she able to see everything? Um, A bottle of whiskey is suggested for a lab doctor who just saw her partner killed right in front of her by a dinosaur. And it's right there on the table in the lab, a big bottle of whiskey. Here's the line. There's a bottle of whiskey right there. That's an actual line of dialogue. Do all military bases and labs have bars, like mini bars right in there in, in all the labs? I don't know. Um, the weapon of choice is comically cumbersome. It's absolutely huge. There is no way a soldier would be able to operate this in closed quarters. It barely fits through the door. That's a minus two. Speaking of this, this weapon of size, um, they find out, they figure out that just putting a piece of loose quartz in a little compartment of this cumbersome weapon makes it able to fire repeatedly. No need anymore to wait the five seconds. And the lab doctor just happened to have quartz on her desk and just gives it a try. Good thing that little compartment was put there during manufacturing. Minus three for that. Uh, Speaking of the mama dinosaur, that gigantic dinosaur that's inside this laboratory takes two steps to the left and no one can see it. Actual line, where'd it go? It's right there. It's a dinosaur. Minus two. A soldier is killed by a dinosaur, but they do it off screen. So I guess they ran out of CGI money. Here's an actual another line. The script doesn't get any better. For I mean, here we go. I'm fine. I thought I was dead, but I'm not. I'm fine. If one of my eighth graders wrote that in a story, I would send it back for a rewrite. We have to terminate three dinosaurs. We have to do this. They haven't been able to do it for the first 77 minutes. What makes them think that they're going to be able to do it now? These dinosaurs are actually so, they're talked about as being so smart and so, uh, you know, advanced. Um, But they're distracted while they're eating? (laughs) Come on. Um, And then there's the old... It's been a pleasure serving with you. That lazy crap dialogue exchanged before they all think they're going to die. I'm so tired of that. 
All right, and that's it for that one. So, wow, a final score of negative 62. And yet I enjoyed it more than Jurassic Park Dominion. And I'm not lying. Um, How can Top Gunner Danger Zone be worse? Uh, It has its work cut out for it. And um, yeah, that's the title of the next film. Top Gunner Danger Zone. Also from 2022. Also unrated. 86 minutes. They couldn't even squeeze 90 minutes out of either of these. And it gets a 1.9 on IMDb. Here's their synopsis. When U.S. fighter jets are attacked by a squadron of mysterious warplanes, a deadly air battle ensues, threatening to destroy all life above and below. Rubric rulings. Here we go. Story, plotline, script, negative one. Acting, zero. Special effects, minus one. Self-awareness, minus three. Neither of these films, there was no tongue at any point in anybody's cheek. And it's that's what makes some of these movies fun to watch. Sharknado's a perfect example. Those, those movies, they know exactly what they're doing. And these are just as bad. Actually, they're a lot worse. And it could use a little bit of that kind of camp. Neither one of these films had it. Effort, minus one. So that's only a total of minus six. So let's see how many more deductions there are going to be. Oh my goodness, it's the actor Jack Pearson again. He was one of the soldiers in Jurassic Domination. Is discount Charlie Day again, minus two. This is from the same production company, Asylum, as Jurassic Domination. I did not know that when I paired these two pieces of junk. Um, And after further review, I found out that this was actually a sequel. You know how we hate sequels. Minus three. Why do all the Top Gun pilots have plain black helmets? I thought all the Top Guns got customized helmets emblazoned with their nicknames. That's what I've been previously told. The real Top Gun movies are liars. Uh, They can't go over 1,300 feet or the bomb will be engaged. So it's speed on a commercial airliner. We have a dying terrorist that spills all the beans before they die. All of the beans. What kind of terrorist does that? That's ridiculous. That's one of the dumbest parts of this film. Horrible accent on Jack Pearson. Uh, Not as bad as the accents in The Departed, but they're begging us to think that he's the terrorist on board this plane. Spoiler alert, he is not. Um, How nice to have an explosives expert on board. I love flying on those flights. The flight was also about half full. When's the last time you were on a flight that was only half full? We have one star in this film. It's Michael Paré. You probably know him. He's been in a lot of things. Some actually not bad films. Um, At least he is on the plane and he has scenes with other actors. So that was refreshing. Uh, There's a shoe bomber reference. How old is that stuff? In a movie that features a lot of artificial intelligence, there's a shoe bomber reference? That happened 22 years ago. Minus two. They find a bomb on board in the lower, the baggage hand, baggage part of the plane, and the solution is to stack other luggage around the bomb. That'll work. 
Um, a random observation by a non-expert air marshal makes the weapons expert see everything in a new light. Movies trot this all out all the time. It's so dumb. It comes off as, figure out another way for the expert to come up with it. Um, remind me not to fly coastal airlines, or Spirit for that matter. They can't land because the bomb will detonate if the landing gear is lowered. And they've already dumped fuel. And there's a, quote unquote, pretty major storm system coming in. I mean, why not just put snakes on the plane? This is piling on minus three. Wait, a bomb does explode in the luggage area. And that luggage strategy works? It worked. What was that luggage made out of? That's minus three. Michael Perret is just dead. He gets killed. Barely had an impactful scene. At least he wasn't on his phone the entire time. The Top Gun reference in the title is totally misleading. This is nothing more than an airliner thriller. Pretty much zero Top Gunning action. If they had an air traffic controller like that asshole in 222, everyone would have been dead in the first five minutes. And then I said to myself, wait, here comes Top Gun. It took them long enough to start Top Gunning in this movie. Here's some dialogue for you. Threat hostile. I repeat, threat hostile. Shouldn't that be hostile threat? Maybe I'm just in nitpicky mode. I kind of get that way when I watch this stuff. Uh, Cut rate, Kevin Hart rushes the cockpit screaming nine or more times, the pilot is going to kill us. And I counted. It's about nine times and then I got exhausted. And they duct tape him to his seat. Do airline pilots routinely mention bogeys approaching? Is that even part of the vernacular of a commercial pilot? Minus two. The interior shots of every fighter jet cockpit features all white exteriors. Now, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the clouds, but I know it was done to save money. Same with the passenger windows. Most of the shades are down, lazy, but the ones that are up open, they just show all white outside. Looks like they put pieces of white uh, printer paper to, to make it look white. Um, so the Top Gun jets are actually engaged in a dogfight with the enemy fighter jets in this commercial airliner's airspace. It's absurd. Minus three for that. And one of the Top Gun planes, Cobra 2, takes a rocket for the passenger jet and sacrifices himself. Yawn. We see that in a lot of movies, too. Gotta love the ambiguous countries and leaders and organizations that are mentioned in this movie. It all just reeks of Putin. Unmanned artificial intelligence fighter jets. Nobody in them. Does Tesla know about this? The co-pilot claims that she can outmaneuver the enemy fighter jets. To remind you, it is a commercial airliner. That's minus three. An AI fighter jet sprays the airliner cockpit with bullets, killing the pilot and the co-pilot so the stewardess is flying the plane. And why didn't the enemy jet fire a missile and just end everything? Don't bring a machine gun to a missile fight. And wouldn't a compromised windshield result in total decompression inside? I did some research on that, and I don't think that would going to work at that altitude. I think we would have had a catastrophe, more than the catastrophe that, that this film is. Um, a bomb is tossed out of the baggage door 
and it conveniently makes contact with an AI fighter jet destroying it. There's a weird, weird twist in the, in the tower, like for no reason at all that's unexplained, there's a, there's a corrupt air traffic controller who starts screaming, let them crash, let them all crash. She's lost her mind. We don't know who she's connected to. Maybe the shoe bomber. And she's arrested immediately. You hear me? Movie 222 minus three for just making me think of that movie. The CGI emergency vehicles on the runway at the end of this are hysterical. It's a minus three. And that's it for Top Gunner Danger Zone. And the final score for that film was minus 54. So obviously pretty bad, but I I have to say I've seen worse airliner thrillers with bigger budgets and much bigger stars. And it has been deemed by the rubric to be better than Jurassic Domination, since we all know that the rubric does not lie. So, which was worse? The verdict is in. Jurassic Domination is worse. In a couple months, we're going to do this once again. We're going to do a little bit more cinematic dumpster diving as we pit two more films, awful films, uh, against one another head-to-head and get ready for Boa versus Python versus Megashark versus Crocosaurus. So hopefully you'll join us for that. Now, next week, next week's episode, uh, next Wednesday, March 1st, Uh, um, you'll get the February screenings, the top 10 and the bottom five. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Read the blog, cinemawellman.com. And thank you for doing all that. And we hope you join us uh, next week and every week. And until then, that's it from Cinema Wellman. Take care.